0: And Bob Iaccino, the founder of the Chief Strategist Path Trading Partners, is joining us this morning to have a look at some of the numbers. Bob, good morning to you. We're going to gather the data as it comes across the wire here uh, and get that uh, ready. But while we do, a quick thought on the ADP. It looks like it came a little bit below expectations.
1: Yeah, this is what you want to see, Ben, if you're a bull in equities, as well as somebody who uh, kind of wants the best for the overall investor you want to see employment start to falter. It sounds strange to be kind of hoping for that as investors, but it is what you want to see because it basically shortens the time of the Fed front-loading rate hikes, and it shortens the time, potentially, of them holding rates higher. Right now, that higher for longer is the theme. It's what I expect Jerome Powell to speak on if he's asked the question in his speech today, is that higher for longer is really what we're looking at now, whether December is 50 basis points or 70 75 base points whether there's another 25 in February or not, the markets come to grips with that. So that's what you want to be looking for, that ADP plays into that.
0: I'd agree, falter, but not necessarily crater, right? I mean, if it had come in below 100,000, that might raise some concerns and possibly weigh on the indices. Uh, But again, this does seem to be kind of in that sweet spot at 127, uh, suggesting that uh, things are slowing at the very least. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how GDP, on the other hand, uh, now again, this is not necessarily the most closely watched release of this number here, but uh, it does look like we're getting a little bit higher than expected, higher than prior at 2.9. They were looking for 2.7, prior was 2.6. I'm also looking at the core PCE, uh, inched below prior levels of 4.7 to 4.6, but above expectations for 4.5. PCE prices, Bob, at 4.3, well below prior levels of 7.3. I mean, in some ways, again, aside from a bit of an uptick in GDP, to see these prices coming off, that's a good thing for the bulls as well.
1: Yeah, it is. The one thing that bothers me is the price index higher than expectations. I would yeah. like to have come in at expectations or lower because, as you know, Ben, markets react to what they expected to happen, not necessarily what it was versus last month that the market was True. predicting that we'd get cut almost in half on the current number and we're a little stronger than that. It's not necessarily a, a positive. But, you know, when you look at the price story, goods prices are about 40% of the CPI. Uh, services inflation doesn't ever really go down. We've talked about this before, it's wages. People don't generally go in and say, we're gonna cut your Mm -hmm, wages. mm -hmm. What they do is they start layoffs. So we're right now looking at the balance between layoffs and employment and what that's gonna look like versus goods prices that have been falling off a cliff. Whether you look at energy, whether you look at food prices, food prices are now almost unchanged to slightly negative year over year. But you have to keep in mind that food prices, if you go back a year, we're already up about 18 to 30%, mm-hmm. depending on what part of food you're looking at. So if we get stabilized prices and employment can keep, as you said, in the sweet spot, we don't wanna see negative jobs mm-hmm, growth. Mm-hmm. And I, I would dislike seeing that You know, as someone that hopes for the best for the economy. If you see negative jobs growth, you should start to see equities react to that in an extremely positive way because I suspect the Fed would pull back pretty strongly if we saw that. But some weakening jobs growth along with prices sort of in the lower end of things is the combination we want to see right now.
0: Bob, along those lines, uh, what's the sweet spot for the uh, number due out a little bit later on this morning when we get the job openings, uh, layoffs, the turnovers, uh, the report, the jolts number at 10 a.m. Eastern?
1: well jobs has been kind of a secondary data point for a long time and i know it's kind of taken sort of media prominence and a lot of traders and investors have looked at it as well it's a little bit unreliable i mean you definitely want to see those jobs openings coming down but in a trend-like fashion not in the one reading mm-hmm. up one reading mm-hmm. down which is what we've seen lately you want to see them come off in a trend-like fashion but again you still don't want to see it get much below eight or nine million sure. This 10 million number has been a big thing, and it's been sort of the exclamation point on the we can't find labor story that's been out there. So that 8 to 9 million is a lot more uh, of sort of a normalization of this particular figure. But it still ends up being a secondary figure to me. I mean, just because the jobs are posted, A, doesn't mean they're real. We've heard stories about multiple openings being posted for the same job by companies because they couldn't find help. That goes into the jolts figures, and we don't have any sort of data as to whether that's accurate or not. It could be just anecdotal, or it could be something that's real. So I wanna see that number stabilized at a lower level. I still wanna see jobs openings out there for the good of the economy, for the good of the equity markets, and for the good of retirees' portfolios. But overall, you do wanna see that tick down.
0: Bob, we're waiting on Fed Chair Jerome Powell. We've watched markets kind of get into a bit of a holding pattern. Uh, The indices, one could argue the dollar rates, it seems to be uh, just kind of waiting for that next catalyst. Uh, How much attention are you directing to this meeting versus the uh, upcoming December announcement? I mean, it it seems like between some of the transparency, prior uh, comments from Powell and the individual Fed speakers, it doesn't seem like there's going to be too much revealing here today.
1: Yeah. Today, Ben, I'm entirely focused on what Jerome Powell says. Number one, he may say nothing. We're about to go into a quiet period again, right? I mean, we're about three or four days off, and given that the weekend is coming up, we'll call it two or three. But from a perspective of what he says today, I want to see if there's a shift. Jerome Powell has been the most hawkish of the hawks, which is weird. The chairman doesn't usually take that role. But over the last 12 months, he's been the most hawkish of the hawks through this aggressive front-loading of rate hikes. Now, does he back off of that and stress this higher-for-longer narrative? Or does he continue to say, you know, we've got a lot of work to do on rates? That'd be the part that would um, sort of give me pause in terms of equity longs. Now, from that perspective, you also want to see if he mentions QE at all, because QE has not really taken hold in a very big way. I'm sorry, QT. And again, they're not really doing quantitative tightening. They're just letting assets roll off as they mature. And that depends a lot uh, of the duration profile of those assets, more so than the Fed being active about it. So I want to see what he says about quantitative tightening. Is it going to start to take hold? Is it going to start to accelerate? They've already sort of put a cap in that by capping the amount that can roll off. So in other words, if they get above that 95 number that they've mentioned out there, they'll actually replace the maturing assets with new assets. So that's something we got to keep an eye on. But they haven't really gotten above $33 billion in any given period yet. So you want to look at that as well. This particular speech, because it's the chairman, and because it's the probably the last one before the quiet period begins i think it's a very big deal
0: Talk to us about what it means for the U.S. dollar, ultimately, and rates. I mentioned they've been in a bit of a holding pattern, uh, again, I- after a huge run-up. I mean, you've got the uh, 10-year topping out around 4.3, the dollar topping out around 1.15. I think a fair amount of some of the dollar weakness you could tie. to rates coming off. Also, some of the other foreign currencies out there uh, recently off lows. For example, we saw the euro currency taking out the August highs. I mean, uh, dollar uh, nowhere near that. Uh, I should say the August lows here, uh, dollar nowhere near that uh, August high. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what you're watching as far as the dollar and as far as rates as they gear up for this Fed meeting and comments from Powell today as well.
1: Well, so if you look at the dollar index, Ben, you're seeing what looks like a little bit of a bottoming after a little correction in a bull market. I still think you have to be bullish to dollar, medium to long term. But you're right. I mean, the British pound's up over 15 percent from the September 26 lows. Um, That's a pretty substantial move. Granted, they were relatively historic lows that the pound made and that again is why this speech matters so much you know if you look at the cme fed watch tool the probability of a 50 basis point rate hike in december has been dropping not rallying. we had a peak at about 85 87 percent probability yesterday i haven't looked today but yesterday was in the 60s again which means the market is starting to look at the possibility of 75 it's not like the probability is going to 25 it's going over to 75 again. Now, granted, the greater probability is still the 50 basis point rate hike, but it's in the 60s. 60s means it's in flux. It is not decided by any stretch of the imagination from the market's perspective. And the dollar, to me, looks like it might be bottoming off of this little correction. It's hit some good support levels. And again, when you start to look at the other economies, Who's more likely to stay aggressive for longer? It's likely to be the US Federal Reserve. I mean, we have the strongest economy of the economies that might be going into recession. It also looks like if we're going into recession, it's gonna be a little bit further in the cycle than it would be for the EU or the UK specifically. So I think the dollar is still a, a long, but it's more from a medium to long term perspective as opposed to the next week to 10 days.
0: All right. Something to keep an eye on there, to say the least here, Bob, uh, uh, helping us unpack some of the numbers, uh, look at some of the financial markets and getting us ahead of Fed Chair Jerome Powell's comments today and the Fed meeting headed our way next month. Bye bye, Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Bob's the founder, the chief strategist of PATH Trading Partners.